shenaniganry, Chang Nanaganry, you want to discuss? I really butchered. Let me try that again. <laughs> Chang Nanaganry. God damn it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and I am joined by our boy who just got done taking a steamy, hot, bubbly bath with our girl moaning myrtle scotty Westside. <laughs> what's up buddy oh not too much dude i'm wondering how that skinny dip went with our girl uh you know moaning myrtle is a lovely girl um the the bath was refreshing i am curious as to why the prefects need a their own bathroom how many prefects can there be <laughs> Do they really need their own bathroom? And B, why is this bathroom so nice? Uh, this is like the nicest bathroom at Hogwarts. I feel like this is discrimination against the rest of the students that aren't prefects. All that aside, me and Moaning Myrtle had a lovely time. Uh, emphasis on the moaning. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Did she take a little peek at, uh, at your little woo-woo? Oh, she took more than a peek, if you know what I mean. She said Cedric Diggory ain't got nothing on me. God damn it. Uh, no, Moni Myrtle, lovely, lovely girl once you get to know her, yeah, you know? Just got to give her a chance, you know? Just got to give her a chance. Anyway, sure. anyway, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm great. Um, having a good time, you know? in life in general <laughs> i don't know that i believe you <laughs> that was not very convincing that was supposed to be convincing no i'm good i'm you know okay all right well good man you know we we're we're doing our thing here how are you doing i'm good man i'm sipping on a uh sour beer called plum conundrum it's yeah and i i already made the joke but i'll make it again they really missed the opportunity to call it plum nundrum and I'm very upset that they didn't. Well, you know, it's okay. I'm all right with it. Plum conundrum is is a bit of a mouthful. Plum conundrum. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't really roll off the, the plum no. tongue. The plum tongue? Yeah. It's a new thing. You haven't heard? Uh, well, I hope that is delightful, um, you alcoholic you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about chapters 23 through 26 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. How are you feeling, man? You you feeling good about this batch or I'm feeling good. This book continues to go on and on <laughs> for eternity. Um I I how I didn't bother to go back and check because I'm too lazy mostly, but how many episodes has this been now for this book? It's got to be at least like 6 I think 5 you might be right. Five or six. It's a lot is my point. And I feel like since we do these weekly and just the way I'm having to read 
this story, I feel like I'm already forgetting what happened at the beginning of this book. Well, look, once you're done with with this with the series, you can just go back and listen to the podcast, and then you'll be fully refreshed on everything. Yes, right. I'll just I'll be right there, ready to go. Um, you're right. How could I not think of that? The podcast will be here with me forever and always. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this batch was uh, fun. Uh, we get some interesting tidbits. Man, I love I love Scott's little tidbits. Oh, you will love my bits. And like, <laughs> tidbits. <laughs> like every every episode for the past like I think like four or five weeks, you you keep saying tidbits, and I I kind of love it. Like Scott's tidbits. Yeah, can we make that a thing? I mean, you already love my bits. I mean, my tidbits, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I have some tidbits. I have some thoughts that you may not be too pleased about but overall positive i mean it had to happen it had to happen but yeah we can jump in here uh unless you have any housekeeping or chang nanigans you want to discuss <laughs> anything like that <laughs> uh no man let's let's dive in man the yule ball okay. chapter 23 yes this chapter is long as hell <laughs> Uh, I have a ton of notes for this chapter because also I believe I've talked about this before. These types of chapters where it's like just a bunch of like characters interacting that we don't always see interacting a lot is very interesting and fun for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like for example, for example, in the last book in Azkaban when they were having like their Christmas family dinner, uh, that was hilarious with McGonagall and what's her name just being fucking catty and throwing shade at each other yeah it's great that's it's it's so fun uh so we get a lot of that here so we'll jump in so last where we left off uh ron and uh harry finally got their last ditch effort for their dates for the yule ball hermione still is not telling them who she's going to the ball with Ginny is stuck with poor neville um or sorry Poor Ginny is stuck with fucking Neville. I think I said that wrong. <laughs> so yeah, school's crowded because everyone's stuck around for once for the holidays. Uh, this is really good. This is one of the first things I have in this chapter, and it's very funny. Um, Hermione continues to crush everything in all these books, but now she's getting to a point where she's like real like, She's got some zingers. She, like, scathing zingers. Uh, Malfoy tries to give them shit at some point, and Hermione is just like, oh, hello, Professor Moody. Malfoy gets freaked the fuck out, (laughs) turns around looking for Moody, and Moody is not there. Hermione's making this up, and then Hermione hits him with the twitchy little ferret, aren't you, Malfoy? (laughs) And just walks away. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Hermione just fucking making Malfoy look like a dipshit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not a hard thing to do because Malfoy sucks, but like... He sucks. Hermione's fucking awesome. But yeah, usually like Hermione's whole thing has been she takes like more of a, you know, laid back passive approach to thing. Which I'm I'm cool with. I'm glad that she you know doesn't rise to all the challenges like dipshit Ron, you know all the baits, all the taunts that Ron and dipshit Harry do. Right. But like this, just this little dig from her, I, I love like mean Hermione a lot too. It's it's just she's a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish she would break my heart. <laughs> yeah, you do wish that. Uh, here they notice that uh, our girl Hermione still still putting up W's all over the place. They're like, Hermione, your smile looks different. And she's like, oh, yeah, when I had that, uh, this was when Malfoy and Harry were fighting, right? Yeah. And, like, one of their curses rebounded under her teeth and made him grow. Right, exactly. Remembering that correctly. Um, so she's like, yeah, when Madame Pomfrey was shrinking my teeth smaller back down, she just told me to say when, like when they were to stop when they were back to they were before. And she's like, and I may have let her go a little bit further than they were before, <laughs> which is really great. And then she adds the line of like, yeah, but I can't let my parents find out because they're dentists and they don't think you should just magic your teeth back together. <laughs> And I'd be like, well, no, of course not. They would be out of jobs. Uh, Very true. But these these little tidbits about Hermione's normal-ass parents always makes me laugh. Harry gets a reply from Sirius. Uh, he says he's proud of him for getting past the, the dragon. He says to keep being careful. Uh, also, I think I was curious about this last time. He, he tells Harry he was going to have him do, like, the go for the eyes curse. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, the same one Crumb did, basically. Gotcha. Um, I I had actually forgotten that detail, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm the Harry Potter expert here, I guess. So, um. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I quit. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll just uh, continue on on my own here. Um, anyway, I'm just kidding. I love you, buddy. Dobby, our boy Dobby. God damn it! Wakes Harry up Christmas morning very creepily, just like staring into his soul like an inch away from his face he's like i like to watch you sleep sir dude he's he's a creepy fucking little boy i don't think he actually says that dobby's just a creep but he i is think a creep. i wrote that down no oh, he's a total creep um but also ron and harry are total dicks to him here because he brings them a present that he put time and effort into that he made himself and Harry's like, oh, here, I got you a present too. It's my shittiest pair of socks that are fucking wore on Uncle Vernon's stank-ass feet for 30 years. Here, take these. But since Dobby doesn't know any better, he thinks this is, like, the best gift ever. Uh, and Ron gives him the sweater that he, of course, doesn't want anyway. Ron and Harry Ron dick. is such a fucker, dude. I would love dude. one of those sweaters. I know! We've talked about yeah. this. His mother is such a delightful lady. And he's fucking just an Scott, ass I'm going to take up knitting and make you a Weasley sweater. Oh, please do. But you have to make it with love like I know Mrs. Weasley does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, Harry's an ungrateful dick about Dobby's present, which is socks that he made himself. Um, the cock. They're, they're mismatched, right? Yeah, they're mismatched because that's how Dobby thinks socks are supposed to be, which is pretty funny, I gotta say. He gets a sick knife from Sirius that has, like, uh, fucking, like, lockpicking shit on it. It was just cool the way it described yeah. it. I don't have much more about it than that. Um, <laughs> and my favorite bit here that we get at Christmas usually is the Dursley's gift, uh, a single tissue this time. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> That'll go well with his single toothpick they gave him one of the years. I think, didn't they give him a, like a paper clip one time? Uh, I think it was a paper clip. I, I, 
I love how the fact that they bother to send him these things. It's so much more insulting than just giving him nothing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. So everyone goes down to the ball. Uh, Padma doesn't seem too happy about having to be with Ron. I mean, can you blame her? No, I listen. I'm like, you fucking right, Padma. You know what's up. Also, what's what's her sister? Who's what's the name of the girl that Harry's with? Parvati. Pavardi, yeah. Wait, is it Pavardi or Havardi? It is it cheese. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Did you write that joke in, Scott? Because no, that's bad. I, didn't. I legit thought it was Havarti for a oh second. Oh my god! It, it's Parvati. 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 Parmesan. She's cheese. Uh, Parvati. Parvati. Yes, Parvati. Okay. Parvati. Got gotcha. Jolly Rancher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. Parvati is only cool with going with Harry because he's a champion. We all know it. Harry sucks just as much as Ron does. Yeah. Uh, good little bit here. Crab and Goyle apparently don't have dates. Ha ha. They must suck as much as Ron does. <laughs> I have this direct quote from the book. Okay. Before we get into this, after I made a real big deal last week about how sure I was that Crumb and Hermione were going to go together... I honestly started to get a little worried before I read these chapters. I was like, <laughs> what if I'm wrong? I was so confident I'm going to look like a real dipshit. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But I did get a little bit of a scare here. But then I immediately flip-flopped on it. This is a quote from the book. Crumb was at the front of the party accompanied by a pretty girl in blue robes Harry didn't know. And then it com- just moves on. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then immediately I was like, no, this is a setup. This is like, they're all going to be like, Hermione's all glowed up, like she's fucking hot. And that's why Harry doesn't even recognize her. Yeah. And sure enough, that's what happens. Look, I've got to tell you. So obviously I can't say this current, like I still think this because uh, Emma Watson was a child at this point. But when I was a child watching that movie, like when it came <laughs> right. out. When you were the same age as shirt. Right, right, of course. Right. I I saw that and I was like, "Oh, shit, yeah, Hermione, like this is before like people were fascinated with Emma Watson, you know, like was she it? was still sure. growing up, you know." Did they do like a, a like as big as they make it out here like she, yeah, they I mean, her up like, real good? Definitely. Yeah, she okay. she looks fantastic when she comes gotcha. out. Cool. <laughs> this dipshit Roger Davies guy is who Fleur <laughs> Roger Davies State is. sucks, dude. dude. What is with this guy? He's just he just <laughs> stares at Fleur the entire time, and I guess you could be like, oh, it's because of the Vila thing. Yeah, she's part like, Vila, right? But I think this guy is just like, you know, like just a meatball, just like, oh, I'm with his hot chick. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I picture him as just like the biggest meathead in the universe. I think Crumb is probably the biggest meathead in the universe. That could be true too. I've made my thoughts very apparent about Crumb. So Harry's jealous of Cedric and Cho being all you know close. Uh, his little wee wee is not happy about that. <laughs> uh, and then he realizes his eyes fell on the girl next to Crumb. His jaw dropped. It was Hermione, and I was like. Fucking knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone is shocked, shocked 
at how hot Hermione looks. That Hermione is so hot right now. Hermione, so hot. Anyway, uh, so they get to their tables, and who is there at the champion table but our boy Percy? Uh, Percy's all spiffed up. He's like smug as a real son of a bitch. He's there. He's got a promotion. Um, what does he say here? I'm now Mr. Crouch's personal assistant, and I'm here representing him. Apparently, Mr. Crouch is ill, um, or hasn't been coming to work. I can't remember what exactly they say here, but there's a lot of intrigue surrounding Mr. Crouch in these chapters. Um, Percy being a real smug son of a bitch about his promotion. Um, we get a bit here about Crumb telling Hermione in his thick-ass accent all about their school, and old Carkle is, like, kind of jokingly, like, oh, well, don't tell her all our secrets, Crumb. <laughs> but it's not really a joke. He wants him to shut up. Right. Is this where he's trying to pronounce her name? Yes. It's like Hermoninny. Um, he, he sucks at it. So, a fun little tidbit. I've got a tidbit for you. Oh, I love a good tidbit. Uh... J.K. Rowling wrote this specific exchange in because nobody knew how to pronounce Hermione's name. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, so I think when this... Had the movies this... not come out yet? What was that? Had the movies not come out yet? No. no. Th- this book, I think, was the last book that had been released before the first movie came out. Really? I thought in one of the early episodes we talked about how quick of a turnaround there was between like the first book being written and the first movie being made. Yeah, this... Um... Like it was, I remember being surprised at how quick it was. I feel like it was. It was like, 97 is when the first book came out, and then the first movie was 2001. Okay. And this came was, out This came out in 2000. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah, she, she wrote it specifically to teach her readers how to say Hermione. It's so funny that she did that, actually, but it works that's well. Funny. Yeah. Because Hermione's like, Hermione. Yes. And comes like, Hermione. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Erm Oninny. <laughs> yeah. Dude's got a thick hands accent. You know, you can't you can't blame him too much. Yeah. Even though he is a total meathead. Um and uh yeah, so Carkle is like, you know, being all snotty about his school's secrets and uh Dumble's like, Oh, you know, come on, Carkle, they're just having fun, they're just talking and he's like Carkle's like, Wow, you wanna protect your school's secrets too here. So yeah, Dumble goes off on this ridiculously long story about finding a bathroom that he's never seen before. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can't know all Hogwarts secrets. This this room has vanished. This is Hogwarts like, okay, as someone who has recently started playing Control, Zach, mm-hmm. you will understand what I'm saying here. Is Hogwarts like the oldest house? No. Does stuff just like disappear and reappear at random, mm, like moving through? Dimensions? No, but there are specific there are specific magics that were built into the school that okay. have become lost because people don't know how to use it or whatever. But okay. it's it's not to your reference. It it is not like the oldest house where it is ever changing, ever moving, ever adapting. Okay. Uh, but right. that's a, that's actually good. That's a really fuck. That game is so good. By the way, anybody who's listening yeah. right now who has not played a control, <laughs> I have got to tell you, I'm like maybe 25 percent of the way 
into this game, and it is so fucking rad. It's fucking it's, great. It's like the X-Files, the video game, except yeah. really, really good. Hey, the X-Files is really, really good, but honestly, this is probably even better. It's yes, so this good. is your public service announcement to go play Control. If you have Xbox Game Pass, it's on that. You have no excuse not to play it. It's, it's, so it's much phenomenal. Fun. It's so good. And to reference what to explain the reference, the oldest house is like the building in which it takes place in, and it is kind of constantly shifting. You know, things, rooms change position like between dimensions. Uh, anyway, I was wondering if that's what Hogwarts was like. So that's a good that. question. Um, but yeah, a funny little gag here from our boy old Dumble. He's like, maybe this room only appears at uh, five thirty in the morning, or when the seeker has an exceptionally full bladder. Uh, it's just it's just a real dumb dumble thing that I I got a kick out of. Here's another dumb little thing that I got a kick out of. They're they're going out to dance and <laughs> Moody is just like nice socks Potter because he can see Harry's <laughs> socks with his magic eye and they're mismatched socks that Dobby gave him. It's so funny. It what's even funnier is that Harry wore them. Yeah. That it's that was so my reaction. Good. I was like, Harry, you're like in your nice ass dress robes. You're going to this big dance. I know you don't give a shit, but come on, dude. Fucking dress up. And Harry's like totally cool with it. Harry's like, oh, gee, thanks. Dobby gave him to me. This <laughs> this kid is fucking clueless, dude. He's such a moron. It, it's a good scene. It's a good scene. It is a good gag. I just love Moody. Like just constant. By the way. Do we need to talk about Moody being a total creeper with his magic eye? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that like, needs to be addressed. Do we need to address this? Moody, why are you looking through people's clothes, man? <laughs> Not okay, Moody. Not okay. I like you, but dude, come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> And it, there's so many of these little moments in this chapter specifically that I just got a big kick out of. Uh, so they finish this first dance and Parvati wants to keep dancing. And Harry's like, no, I hate this song. And just tries to like get her off the dance floor immediately. Uh, and there's just a little tiny little sentence in here. Uh, he led her away from the dance floor past Fred and Angelina, who were dancing so exuberantly that people around them were backing away in fear of injury. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Fred and Angelina, man, they are getting after it on the dance floor, uh, which is very, very funny. They're a good couple. They're, they, they seem like a great couple. They had their great little moment that we talked about last week where... You know, they decided to go to this thing together, and now they're having a good time. So that's good. So this is where Hermione comes over to the table, and Ron is being a real sulky fucking asshole piece. I fucking hate Ron so much. Oh, my God. You want to talk about beating a dead horse? I feel like I really beat this dead horse, but... (laughs) Rowling is the one beating this dead horse with how shitty he is constantly. (laughs) Look, at the very least, you're beating a dead horse with new information. Yes, exactly. You exactly. Know, like, whereas if I was still talking about how shitty the animation is in One yes. Piece, I think people would hate me. Right. Fair I mean, enough. people already hate me, but like they would hate me yeah, for no, that reason. I'm sure now. plenty of Ron heads uh, strongly dislike me as well. 
so yeah, this we get this confirmed here. Ron's being super shitty to Hermione about dating Crumb. Suddenly, he doesn't ha- love Crumb anymore. Hmm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> that was a good face. That was <laughs> such a sassy-ass face, dude. <laughs> Oh, you won't get sassy. I've never seen that from you. That was that was kind of like kind of hot. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> sassy Scott. I'm gonna have to put sassy Scott away if that's the case. Uh, this Ron's like, oh, were you trying to get him to join Spew? And uh, she's like, no. If you really want to know, he had been coming up to the library every day to try and talk to me, but he hadn't been able to pluck up the courage. I believe I totally called this. That's uh, you the did. reason he was in the library i was very surprised last episode because you called it that i called that out yeah i mean listen come on i know i know my teen romance (laughs) you're a weirdo i know it's true uh so ron and hermione get in this big fight because he's an idiot uh and hermione and padma leave padma's had enough also of ron being a total fucking tool she's like are you gonna ask me to dance and he's just like sulking he's like no she's like fuck you dude Good for her, by the way. Yeah, good for her. Also, Parvati also leaves at some point because Harry equally sucks and is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay, hold on. Let's clear this up. Harry does not equally suck. Harry, look, Harry's not the brightest. He's not my favorite character. But he does not equally suck to Ron. You are correct, but guilty by association, if nothing else. That's fine, but he does not equally suck. All right, all right. I will clarify. He almost equally sucks <laughs> as much as okay. Ron. All right, <laughs> a compromise. I've said before, we're all about compromise here, and we don't want to. So, <laughs> Ron and Harry go through a romantic stroll through the gardens. These two just are they gonna bang already? I mean, I'm sure they already do, <laughs> but just fucking beating me over the head with this bromance that those two have. They overhear Snape and Karkle talking, um, which is interesting. Snape is like, Karkle's like, we got to get out of here, dude. And Snape's like, yeah, you can flee if you want, but I'm staying. Um, It's very interesting. We don't get a lot here, but obviously Snape and Karkle have some kind of connection, some kind of history. He, Karkle specifically says, Severus, you cannot pretend this isn't happening. It's been getting clearer and clearer for months. I'm becoming t- I'm becoming seriously concerned. I can't deny it. And then Snape cuts him off and says, then flee. Flee. I will make your excuses. I, however, am remaining at Hogwarts. He's right. calling him out, basically. Like, Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't copy and paste that directly to my notes like I normally do with specific dialogue like that. Because that is some interesting stuff. I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, I don't think Karkle's a good dude. So what their connection is well, worries me. I mean, me. and you obviously think Snape is a fucking saint. So Snape is a saint. What's Speaking going on of there? Snape being a saint. Uh, this is very funny as well. Snape has his wand out and is blasting bushes apart with it, and apparently deducting points from students that are doing the hanky panky <laughs> in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just. It's so like. It's it's they she goes through this so quickly that I had to reread it. I was like, wait, what is going on now? Because she's just like, yeah, Snape has his wand and he's blasting the rose bushes apart, and then two uh, like a girl and a boy run out, and he's like, five points from Ravenclaw, five points from Gryffindor, and I'm like, wait, what is happening? And then I realized like, oh, 
these students are getting it on in the bushes and Snape's going around getting them in trouble, which is very funny. So yes, Snape is a saint. Floor and her idiot date, Davies, uh, they're doing it in a bush nearby, but he doesn't catch them, unfortunately. Um, you can't just say doing it in a bush nearby. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing. What do you, what do you want from <laughs> They're not me? doing it. They're banging. With the, is that better? <laughs> <laughs> they're having uh, the old dry hump sesh. They're doing the old, the old bush and bang, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, is that an unshaved sexual experience, or no. is that sex in a bush? Sex in a bush, <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> sex in multiple bushes. Uh... <laughs> it's bushception, dude. Bush bushes within bushes. God damn it. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Fuck, man. Uh, Harry and Ron over here, Hagrid, telling Madame Maxime. Uh, he's getting real, like, personal here. Um, he's He's got it for this girl. Poor Hagrid. Uh, he tells her that his mother was a giant, one of the last in Britain. And he asks her, who, who, what, who was it on your side? She is very offended by this. She was like, I do not have a giant parent. Fuck you. How dare you ask me that? Storms off. Harry's like, what the hell? I'm stupid. Ron has to explain to him um, that giants are mean and bad like trolls. And I'm like, this seems so racist. What are we doing here? Surely they can't be, you know, that bad. I think it's interesting, though, that, you know, people have these, you know, preconceived notions about, you know, like a whole race like giants. And, you know, that's that's believable. You know, that's real. Yeah, we we also we also get a kind of it's almost I mean, yes, like Harry and Ron are are stupid and, uh, you know, it's fun to dunk on them. But we get this almost kind of like beautiful, like innocence from Harry because Harry Harry. Harry has never been taught these prejudices, prejudices, right? Right. You know, he he. To him, it's just like people are people, you know, and like I like Hagrid because Hagrid's a good guy. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with whether he's human, half human, giant, or anything, and so that it's. I think it's a really cool, a really pure. I think element there on its own, and, and he has to be taught that prejudice is a thing rather right. than like, you know just have it because that's how many that's how so many of these witches and wizards are because they're just they grew up with that right and yeah and there's there's more of that later when harry that when they're trying to like convince hagrid to come back to to work or whatever and harry's like no hagrid we don't care that you have a giant for a parent we like you you know and it's yeah you're right it's very cool um so last couple things in this long ass chapter here as they're, Harry's going up to bed, uh, Cedric catches up to him and tells him that, hey, I owe you one for the dragon tip, and you should take your egg into a hot bath, uh, when all Harry wants to do is take Cho into a hot bath, but that ain't happening. <laughs> He's like, hey, how about you take my egg and I'll take your girl? <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, uh, fuck you, you got my girl, I don't like you, so I'm not going to listen to your advice because I'm an idiot. Uh, but yeah, 
Hermione and Ron yell at each other some more. Ron could not possibly be stupider. He, every time I think he reaches a new low, he he finds ways to surprise me, Zach, with how shitty he is. And that's the end of the chapter. Um, anything else you wanted to to touch on there? Um, no. I mean, you picked up on all the on all the right things, by the way. So, of course. Yeah. Good. Of course. All right. Chapter twenty four. So so yeah, this is Hermione talking. So they're talking about. Hagrid and and what they overheard to Hermione and she again good person that Hermione is is just like well yeah I thought he must be ha- part giant she's like I knew he couldn't be pure giant because they're about 20 feet tall but honestly all this hysteria about giants they can't be all horrible it's the same sort of prejudice that people have toward werewolves it's just bigotry isn't it and I'm like fuck yeah Hermione you're saying exactly what I'm thinking um Interesting that she brought up werewolves, which I think is cool because obviously we know a werewolf and he's fucking rad. Yeah. Fucking rad, dude. Let's go let's, to Reamtown. Let's go. <laughs> can we just... I, you know what this book's biggest failing is right now? No Lupin. So points deducted for that goblet <laughs> of fire. Uh, <laughs> that's my thoughts. That's not actually my thoughts, but... Uh, I am thinking that now. There's no Lupin. There's hardly any Crookshanks. There's no Lockhart. I mean, what are we doing? What are we even doing? Why am I liking this book? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reminding me, Zach. Snapped me out of my stupidity here. Uh, So Harry isn't... Harry is finally trying to figure out his egg problem. But he doesn't want to take Cedric's advice because he's all lovey-dovey with Cho. And Harry is very jealous uh, I get it, but you got to get over that shit, Harry. Um, Hagrid, they go to their lesson. Hagrid's not there. They have this woman, this Grubbly Plank. I, I, I don't think I'm making that up. That is actually her name, yeah. Grubbly Plank. Professor Grubbly Plank. My God, what are we doing here? Uh, she's the What's substitute the teacher. What's the matter with that? <laughs> Grubbly Plank? Come Grubbly on. Plank. Come on, man. Yeah, it's Grubbly great. Grubbly Plank. Don't act and pretend like that's a normal ass name. Zach. <laughs> yeah, Professor Grubbly Plank. That's that's fucking normal, dude. Uh, Professor Dirty Board. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what this is. She's got a dirty wood. Don't. Uh, she's got a unicorn. Uh, which this unicorn is sexist. Apparently, this unicorn's like only the girls can touch me, dicks. Uh, that's how unicorns sound, by the way. No, no, no. It said, only the girls can touch me. No dicks. No, but he's talking to the dicks, and he's like, you dicks, get away from me. Only the girls. Mm. I'm a unicorn. Stroke so we made horn. the same joke. Just <laughs> No, you ruined my joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You made the same joke after I had already made it. God damn you, Zach. Uh, this is what I'm here for, man. This, yeah. Uh, so they find out why uh, Hagrid's not there from Malfoy, and he's because he's being all snarky. And they read the paper. I have an excerpt from it, an excerpt, blah, an excerpt from the paper Just here. Just say that again. <clears throat> I have a section from the paper. <laughs> Thank you.
that it's gotta stay in. Okay. I have a section from the paper here. Um, his mother, we can exclusively reveal, is none other than the giantess Fridwulfa, which is a great fucking name. Very German. Fuck yeah. Sounding. Um, whose whereabouts are currently unknown. Bloodthirsty and brutal, the giants brought themselves to the point of extinction by warring amongst themselves during the last century. The handful that remained joined the ranks of he who must not be named and were responsible for some of the worst mass muggle killings of his reign of terror. First of all, I don't know how much of this I can believe. They've already shown me Rita Skeeter's like full of total complete shit. I feel like there has to be some factual information in here. Like, so the history of them is, is maybe uh, slightly exaggerated, but it is it is true. Giants. So we'll learn a little bit more later, but during the first Wizard War, like when Voldemort was powerful, he recruited many many people to his cause, and he also recruited many non people. Sure. Um, werewolves uh you know giants and whatever he used them as pawns because he thinks of them as lesser okay (laughs) i was literally about to say you know what good for him he's inclusive in his (laughs) world domination (laughs) no he 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 thinks they're expendable (laughs) okay but he knows that they can wreak havoc that they're destructive um they have incredibly tough skin so like spells bounce off like just like dragons like giants hide or giant skin is is Spellproof. Mostly, yes. Resistant. Um, so, yeah, uh, because they were... Rec- one, they had already been outcast because they do have violent tendencies, but two, because they were recruited by Voldemort and mostly fought for Voldemort during his like during the war, uh, they just have a really bad rap. Did they do mass muggle killings? Uh, I mean, yes. A lot of Voldemort's soldiers killed okay. muggles, yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so Hagrid doesn't show his face for weeks. Um, he's obviously very upset about this article. Uh, they can't convince him to come back. That he won't even see him. They like go to his hut and bang on it for a while, but he doesn't even come to the door. Um, <clears throat> they go to uh, Hogsmeade here, and uh, your boy, the Bagman is at the pub talking to some angry-looking goblins. Our goblins are the bankers, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Bagman comes over. He's like, I want to speak to Harry privately. And he says the goblins are mad because they want to know where Couch is. Uh, he says he hasn't come into the office in weeks, but that he's sending instructions via Owl to Weatherby. Um, <laughs> I still think it's funny that the Percy Weatherby thing... Um, <laughs> Percy sucks, dude. I kind of, I'm coming to appreciate Percy for his role in this story, though, just to be a dick and get dunked on. I mean, that's Ron's role. Funny. No, <laughs> I'm joking. It's, I'm joking. I know. Oh, he sucks. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. Um, the bag man wants to help Harry with his egg, but Harry, because he's an idiot, is like, no, thanks. I got this, even though he totally doesn't. Uh, Bagman's not pleased by this. I think Bagman probably has big bets on Harry or something because he's always trying to like break the rules and help him. Dude, him and, and McGonagall, man. 
Hey, McGonagall too. Yeah, maybe he took out too much money from the Goblin Bank, and that's why these Tibet, and that's why these goblins are like, "Where's our fucking money? We'll break your kneecaps." Dude, they're the Iron Iron Bank of Goblin. Right. They'll they'll have their Iron Bank of Goblins. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Did you know that their language is gobbledygook? Gobbledygook. <sighs> I didn't know that, and I wish I didn't, because now I'm angry. Why? Um, because that's real stupid. <laughs> Gobbly goop or goop? You're the worst. So I can't. Oh, I think Ron makes a crack here at Hermione about how, like, oh, are you gonna like try and do some kind of goblin fucking protection force, whatever, like spew? And Hermione's like, goblins don't need protection, idiots. Haven't you been listening to what Professor Binns has been telling us about goblin rebellions? <laughs> and Harry and Ron are like, no, what? Because <laughs> they don't listen to anything. <laughs> Um, and an interesting little tidbit here. Hermione says, well, they're quite capable of dealing with wizards. They're very clever. They're not like house elves who never stick up for themselves. So apparently goblins know their shit. Yeah. Oh, and the language is gobbledygook. That's what I thought you said. I was mispronouncing it, but whatever. Like I pronounced excerpt perfectly the first time? (laughs) Yes. Um, <laughs> so Rita Skeeter comes into the pub here. Harry chews her out for being a dick to Hagrid. Good for him. Good for Harry for sticking up for his friend. Although, honestly, he's probably just feeding this troll. Um, she hates on Hermione some more, and um, now Hermione's big mad, and she's like, I'm going to fuck this Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter? Rita <laughs> Skeeter's shit up. Hermione's like, on the war path also there was i don't think i took a note on this but i wanted to point it out uh there was mention here of how um hermione's hair is like back to kind of being all frizzy and poofy Mm -hmm. and she used some kind of like uh spell potion to like make it all hot and she's like yeah i could do that all the time but it's too much work. It's too much effort. I'm not doing it. I'm not having it. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it, Hermione. You're a practical gal. I like that. Uh, it was just kind of funny. Dude, She Hermione's so perfect. She is. She's great. She's just like, listen, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. I got to study my undead numbers, you know? <laughs> yes. Necromaths. Yes, those necromaths Uh yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't make a note of that, but I just thought it was funny. She's just so chill about everything. Um, They go to see Hagrid again. They're like, we got to fucking get Hagrid back. And our boy Dumble is in there trying to cheer him up. Um, He tells him that he gets letters all the time from parents who remember him from when they were there and how great he is and that they, they want him to keep teaching. Um, and yeah, here's, here's where kind of what you were talking about with Harry. He's like, look what I've got for relatives. Look at the Dursleys. Um, they suck. We don't care, you know, who your family is. We love you and we want you to come back. Um, Dumbledore on a fucking roll in this book, then busts, (laughs) busts out this story about his brother. Uh, is the first mention we've had of Dumbledore's brother, I believe Dumbledorf. Aberforth is Dumbledore's brother. He was pra- <laughs> This is amazing. He was prosecuted for practicing inappropriate charms on a goat. 
I'm not sure I want to make something of this. Sounds like your boy was fucking a goat. <laughs> hey, goat intestines are hypoallergenic, man. God damn it. <laughs> what makes me think this is actually true is Dumbledore continues here. He's like, it was all over the papers. But did Aberforth hide? No, he did not. He held his head high and went about his business as usual. Of course, I'm not entirely sure he can read, so that may not have been bravery. <laughs> How was he practicing charms when he can't even read? The boy was fucking a goat. Come on. Come so on. I just, I have one re- request of you. He's a goat fucker. What is it? <laughs> is to keep that information in your back pocket. I will always keep goat fucking in my back pocket. <laughs> what? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Shit, Scott. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, information about goat fucking in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, just hang on I'll, to that one for okay. uh, for a few books, okay? Let, let, me, let me reassure you that this is something I could never, ever forget, I think. Um, and Dumbledore's like, yep, I refuse to accept your resignation, Hagrid. I expect you to be back at work on Monday. You will join me for breakfast at 8.30 in the Great Hall. No excuses. Bitch. Good afternoon. Mic drop. Walks out. Yep. Fuck yeah, Dumble. Yeah, dude. I told you, he, he's on a roll in this book. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I have to bring attention to this. I, I think it was one of the last episodes, but every uh, everybody has so much more personality in this book. And yes, it, it's, definitely. it makes you fall in love with characters that who you liked and you're like, fuck yeah, I get to see more of them now or people mm-hmm. who you didn't really know of much. And, and you're like, man, I, I love uncovering this, you know, like or just learning you. Yes. You know, I may I joke about this book being infinitely long, but part of that is everything, the characters, the circumstances is so much more fleshed out. Uh, so much more detail given, and that truly makes it feel more real and interesting. So, yeah, you know, comes with the length. I get it, um, but it's good. It's uh, like, like you said, it's. Wait, hold you know, on, hold Dumbledore. on. Hold on. Did you just say comes with the length? <laughs> God damn it! I definitely did, and uh, it was not intentional. Um, uh, hashtag same. <laughs> hashtag same uh, anyway yeah it's great I, Dumbledore uh, all these ridiculous stories we get from him are very funny um, so Hagrid's you know uh, talking about how great Dumbledore is um, good man good how, man Dumbledore good man Dumbledore that's what sets him apart from the other headmaster see he'll accept anyone at Hogwarts long as they've got the talent um, those people can turn out okay, even if their families weren't, well, all that respectable. Um, yeah. Uh, Hagrid's like just sobbing mess here, basically talking about how great Dumbledore is and, you know, his dad. He talks about his dad here. Oh, he's also big mad at Madame Maxime because um, he's like, I'm not bothering with her no more. I promise you that. Big bones. I'll give her big bones. <laughs> Oh, Which is 
One of Hagrid's best lines ever. I love how he's like, I'm done with her, and then promises to give her the big bone, if you know what I mean. Dude. Yeah, Hagrid. Wink, wink, you're done with her. God, Hagrid. I love you. Uh, big bone. Okay, she had to know when she was writing that, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hagrid gives Harry this big speech here about how he really wants Harry to win. He says it would it would really show them all you don't have to be a pureblood to do it. And I'm like, I thought Harry... Wait, isn't a pureblood just that both of your parents have to be wizards? Uh, n- no. No, technically no. So, I thought Harry was a pureblood. Harry, no. Harry, well, Harry's mom is born of muggles. Okay. So she she's not of magical descent. So Harry's a mudblood. Why doesn't No, Harry's a mouth- halfblood. God. It, it it is look, it is different. Uh it's oh, it's a it's a so. subtle it is subtle. Well, okay, no. So so Harry's mom is a mudblood. So she, so he's not born of pure descent. Like they're not both like old wizarding families. But, but like old Ron wizarding said lines. in one of the early books that like nobody's really actually a pure blood. Right. I mean, it's this whole misconstrued like concept by the people who who are you know in line with that way of thinking. They're fucking idiots, is is what it is. But by their way of thinking, by their quote unquote standards, technically Harry would not be a pure blood. No. Okay. So why doesn't Malfoy constantly give? him shit why is he focused so much on hermione and not like give harry shit about because that? hermione is a mudblood both of her parents are are, are muggles oh, i'm so this doesn't make it harry's sense. parents are both wizards but right. he's not of pure descent because his mom was a, a happenstance she she wasn't a okay uh you know born of a wizarding family harry's mom was hermione basically correct exactly okay okay gotcha yeah I mean, it, it's stupid. Again, this whole way of thinking is stupid. So For sure, for sure. And I get that that's the point. Um, Harry finally decides to take Cedric's advice about the egg after he's been lying to everyone about it. Like, no, yeah, I totally have the clue figured out when he doesn't. This is That's one of the most, like, enraging things of Harry is this whole procrastination thing. I... It didn't enrage me that much. I'm just like, I, I guess I've come to expect Harry to do stupid things, and... I guess I can appreciate him doing it out of jealousy because of Cho, like more than most of his n- usual reasons, reasons, usual reasons, which is just like, I want to go play Quidditch or something dumb, stupid like that. Right, right, right. So his little wee wee keeping him from <laughs> doing the thing. I'm, I'm, his I'm little wee wee's going that. strong. Yes, exactly. I'm more on board for that than his normal dumbass reasons. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's the end of that chapter. Chapter 25, here, uh, I kind of touched on this at the beginning. Why do prefects need their own bathroom and one so nice? Uh, do you know how many prefects there are? Isn't it like one per house? It's two per house. Okay, so eight total people. Yeah. Is this a girl and boy's bathroom? Yes. <sighs> Having a specific... <laughs> I'm really going to harp on this. Having an entire bathroom dedicated to eight people seems very wasteful to me. I mean, 
I'm not going to try and make sense of it. Okay, fair enough. Um, Myrtle is in here. She's checking out Harry for some more ghost banging. She didn't get enough in book two. Uh, apparently, though, she spies on all the prefects. Like, Harry asks her that, and she's just kind of like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> and it's like, damn, Myrtle. <laughs> also, we find out that Myrtle is a total dom here. Um, quote, you need to put your head under, too, said Myrtle, who seemed to be thoroughly enjoying bossing him around. <laughs> Go on. Moaning Myrtle, total dom. He's like, uh, yes, mistress. She's like, yes, Harry. <laughs> She's like, yes, mistress, I'll do it now. <laughs> um, For sure. So, yeah, long story short, Harry figures out they're going to have to do something with people in the lake. Uh, then Myr- Myrtle gets pissed off for him at talking about breathing. He's like, well, how am I going to breathe underwater? And she starts sobbing. She's like, I can't breathe anymore, you insensitive dick. <laughs> and Harry's like, uh, it's, it's funny. Harry's leaving the bathroom and he sees Crouch's name on the Marauder's map in Snape's office. This map is OP. I've said this before. This thing is overpowered. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. God, I knew you were going to fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. You... Sometimes I, th- I feel like I just have these high hopes of you liking things that I will like. Sure. And just like... You didn't say anything about the the song that J.K. Rowling had to write for The Egg. Yeah, just, I didn't... It's, I, it's just a good riddle. It's a good I, little... Skimmed way over that, but we're, we're I love that. that kind of stuff. You should read more Game of Thrones books. Uh, Martin loves fucking writing like 30 page songs. Well, it's not just songs, but like riddles and like little antics no. and stuff like that. You and your goddamn riddles. No, nah, it's 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 a riddle. It's My about- Tom riddles. God damn it. You, you love Voldemort. I am Lord Voldemort. It's, it's just because that little riddle blew your tiny mind when you were a kid, and now you're just like, everything is great. Dude, my fucking peanut brain. <laughs> I was so into that. It's like, dude, that's yeah, so next level. I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, dude. You fucker. I hate you so much. Um,. Sherlock Harry goes to investigate. He's like, I got to find out what Crouch is doing in Snape's office. Um, He gets his dumb ass stuck in the trick step, just like Neville. Uh, Drops the egg, makes a racket. Filch comes out, is convinced it's Peeves, and then he stole the egg from the champion, and that will give him the leverage he needs to make Dumble kick him out. There's a lot of leaps in logic here from Filch, but I'm here for it. <laughs> Dude, Filch is absurd. I, I need to know. This brought up something in my mind. Why? Why does Peeves? Why is Peeves allowed to be around? Why is Dumble just okay with Peeves? Peeves does so much terrible shit to the students and the teachers, and nobody seems to do anything about it except my boy Lupin. Like, we've seen McGonagall just be, like, fucking do nothing when he's doing shit before. If this is a thing where Dumble could make him leave, why doesn't he? You know, man, I I don't know. 
I, I was for sure you were going to say like, whoa, whoa, wait till book 17 when Peeves is the crucial turning point in the battle against the Goblin Rebellion. And I was about to slap the shit out of you. Oh, my God. That oh, I should have said that. That's you so totally funny. totally should have. I was sure you were going to. Uh, um, okay, because I think... Earlier in one of the chapters, uh, Fleur was complaining about Hogwarts and is like, oh, we would never allow a poltergeist to run about in the castle. I may be totally misremembering this, but somebody mentioned something about it's fucking, why is this fucking poltergeist allowed to be here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah why I, is this poltergeist I, I allowed don't to be know. Here? You know, actually, it's there's a lot of theories that Peeves is Azora High. So. <laughs> okay, there you go. Atta boy. <laughs> Now and Zach's back. Uh, Filch super just all Filch can think about in this end of this chapter here is Peeves and getting him kicked out, and it's very funny. Okay, before we get further into this, this section here, I loved. This was great stuff. Yeah. Probably my favorite section of this. Definitely this section, maybe the book so far. Hell so, yeah. Snape comes out. Uh, he has noticed that someone has been in his office. Uh, he also mentions, because <laughs> Filch is immediately like, oh, Peeves, could have been Peeves, Snape. And Snape's like, fuck off, Filch. I have a powerful spell on my office that only a wizard could break. It's not fucking Peeves, you well, dipshit. I mean, Peeves can go through walls, but okay. Well, no, his Snape specifically says the spell will keep him out. Oh, okay. God damn it, Zach. Fucking... Harry Potter expert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is really great. In walks my boy Moody, who's wearing his traveling cloak over his nightshirt, which is amazing. And he walks in and just goes, pajama party, is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. they're all in their jammies, and it's amazing. Uh, by the way, Harry is stuck in the step underneath his invisibility cloak for this entire section, um, which Moody, of course, sees him immediately. Because he looks through everyone's clothes. Okay. I I might just read this whole section, do a dramatic reading. Do it. Because this, this back and forth between Moody and Snape is amazing. Yeah. Um, You know I'm hiding nothing, Moody. As you've searched my office pretty thoroughly yourself. Aura's privilege, Snape. Dumbledore told me to keep an eye. Dumbledore happens to trust me. I refuse to believe that he gave you orders to search my office. Course Dumbledore trusts you. He's a trusting man, isn't he? Believes in second chances. But me? I say there are spots that don't come off, Snape. Spots that never come off. Do you know what I mean? So and good. Snape suddenly grabs his left forearm convulsively with his right hand as though something had hurt him. Moody laughs. Get back to bed, Snape. This is so good and so interesting. So, there's the second chance aspect here. Obviously, Snape has done something where Dumbledore has given him a second chance. And this thing about the spots, you know what this made me think of? Uh, You're familiar with Treasure Island. Yes. Do you know about, like, the black spot thing? 
Wait, Treasure Island as in the Disney movie? That's Treasure Planet, but oh. yes, I mean, that's a retelling of Treasure Island, basically. No, I don't know about the Black Spot thing. I think this is Treasure Island. Am I being crazy right now? The Black Spot, I'm pretty sure, is from Treasure Island, and it's like basically like uh, it was something they would like. Ugh, I'm totally probably butchering this, but it was like, hey, I'm giving you the Black Spot and you're fucked. That basically means like we're killing you. Or something along like those it's, lines. Like it's like a hit mark or something like that? <sighs> now I have to look this up because now I'm confused myself. Okay, yes, here we go. The Black Spot is a literary device invented by Robert Louis Stevenson for his tr- novel Treasure Island. In the book, pirates are presented with a black spot to officially pronounce a verdict of guilt or judgment. So yeah, it, it was also used, I just remembered, in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They give Jack... The like uh, 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 Davy Jones' dude mm-hmm. gives Jack Sparrow the black spot and he's got it like gross black spot on his hand. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. This is what we this made me think of. Interesting. If Snape's got some kind of like magical black spot that makes his arm hurt, it seems like. I don't know if this is like some kind of like controlling or tracking spell something that the that the the magical hit wizards put on them i refuse to call them ors this is this is just very very weird and strange it's really good i love it yes um this is what i'm glad that you are loving it this is one of my favorite sections of this book the the so far yeah like i said this has been for sure one of my favorite sections in this book so yeah, moving on. Um, Moody starts to cover for Harry, um, but but then he he point he points out the map. He's like, "You dropped something, Snape," and Harry's like, "No fuck, no!" Waving at him, he's like, "No, that's mine, that's mine." And thankfully, Moody gets the picture, and he like you know magics it over to him, and he's like, "Oh no, wait, sorry, I forgot, I dropped this actually." <laughs> but Snape has already figured it out. Uh, Snape's like, this is Potter. I recognize that parchment. This is his egg. He's fucking here in his goddamn invisibility cloak. And Moody is just like, oh, it's interesting that you want to blame Potter immediately. I bet the headmaster would want to hear about that. (sighs) Which makes Snape back off, because Snape is about to find Harry. And Snape's like, Oh, I merely thought that if Potter was wandering around after hours again, it's an unfortunate habit of his. He should be stopped for his own safety, (laughs) he adds at the end. Uh, And Moody is obviously not buying this bullshit. He's like, ah, got Potter's best interests at heart, have ya? So yeah, good shit. They leave. Filch and Snape. Moody gets back. Uh... (laughs) Moody gets back Harry's egg from a very upset Filch because he's like, no, this is, this is my proof. This is my proof to get Peeves out of here. <laughs> Filch, very angry at Peeves. Uh, so, yeah, he Moody gets Harry out of the step. Uh, he is very impressed by this Marauder's map. He is like, this map is some hot shit. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Hell, Yeah. Uh, and he asks Harry if he saw who it was in Snape's office. 
Harry tells him it was Crouch. Um, which Moody is like, that's very interesting that he was searching Snape's office. And Harry was like, why would he do that? Put it this way, Potter. They say old Mad-Eye is obsessed with catching dark wizards, but I'm nothing, nothing compared to Barty Crouch. So apparently Crouch is like even more crazy than this son of a gun for catching dark wizards. Yep. I mean, he, he alludes to that. Back at the world at the uh, World Cup, right? That's what I was gonna say. This explains why he was like so unhinged, and he was like accusing these teenagers of summoning the Dark Mark, which everyone else is like, "Dude, fucking chill." It wasn't these teenagers, and he's like, "Oh, you know a lot about making this Dark Mark, don't you, little girl?" Uh, so yeah, that's, well, that. and also when they're when they're blaming Winky, and he right. and he's like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" Like. Right. There, there's not right. anybody alive that that basically you know cares more about catching dark wizards than, than sure. me. You know, like so. I'm guessing old Crouchy was once part of the magical hit squad, maybe with I mean, Moody, he, and got promoted to what he does now. Maybe, um, possibly. Yeah, give me the old head shake. Possibly the old razzle dazzle. The old razzle dazzle. <laughs> I forgot about that. So yeah. So Harry is like, oh, what does he say? Hang on a second. I gotta. Oh, this is this is the best line. You better fucking have this. You're a sharp boy, Potter. Uh, Crouch could be thinking along those lines. Very possible. There have been some funny rumors flying around lately, helped along by Reader Skeeter, of course. It's making a lot of people nervous. I reckon. A grim smile twisted on his lopsided mouth. Oh. If there's one thing I hate, he muttered more to himself than to Harry. It's a Death Eater who walked free. Yeah. And yeah, Harry is like, could Moody possibly mean what Harry thought he meant? Which they don't explicitly state here. Is this implying that Snape was a Death Eater? Or Caracol? Because it's already that's already been I don't know if that's been more than implied if that's been stated. This this is interesting. I, I my my guess is is that this was implying Moody was implying that Snape was a Death Eater that walked free, and now he's got this black spot that either like keeps tabs on him or prevents him from doing certain curses. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Controls him somehow. That's my guess. Um, Moody asks if he can borrow the map because it may be, quote, just what he needs. Harry can't really refuse after Moody did all this to bail him out. And Moody says he should consider a career as a magical hit wizard. Um, (laughs) Horrors don't exist. I love that you keep saying that. Because it's so good. A hit wizard. That's fucking rad. Uh, and that's the end of this chapter. Uh, before we move on, Zach, okay. I, I want to bring this up now. A uh, little sidebar here. Th- this this is where I had the thoughts. I had an epiphany. The tidbits? The this, well, this is more the thoughts than the tidbit. Okay. I had an epiphany here. This story has what I have now come to call... I've coined this term. This is the Naruto problem. Uh Uh-oh. A lot 
some. Some of the supporting and surrounding characters in this story are really phenomenal and really interesting. Mm-hmm. But the main characters suck. They suck. They're not interesting. They're not enjoyable. They're not fun. I'm excluding Hermione from this. I, I suppose she's a main character. She is absolutely a main character. But I'm mainly talking about Harry and Ron. Mainly Harry. He's your main character. Sure. But yeah, this it's it's the Naruto problem. The main characters suck. They're really cool characters around, but you just don't get enough of them. And this is why this story has the Naruto problem. Interesting. I uh, have never thought about it like that. I mean, I I have I've said before, like you know, Harry's not my favorite, right? But right. I, but also like I don't hate Harry the way that you hate Harry. Um, but I'm also by no means like an apologist. I think he's an idiot. But I also think that he's gone through like some traumatic shit, and he has an excuse. An excuse may be a little strong, but I, I understand what you're saying. I, you talk about all the time about how McGonagall, Lupin, those are like some of your favorite yes. characters. Yes, 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 yes. And we've got like a couple chapters in one book of Lupin. So far, I understand so far. Right. And like little tidbits here and there of McGonagall. And I'm just like, yeah, these characters are cool. These characters are rad. But I have to wade through 50 chapters of Harry and Ron being dipshits so th- th- to get the thing to these is, cool though, moments. The thing is, though, is like I, I mean, and you can, you can definitely bring. I'm sure you can probably raffle off, rattle. I'm sure you can probably rattle off more, you know, books, you know, that have this. But like, when I think of like a Game of Thrones, right, where you get mm-hmm. perspective from each person, and they're all, you know, mostly good characters. Catelyn fucking yeah. sucks, but like, yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's. I think it's just easier, like wh- when you when you're doing a, a godlike perspective that is only mm-hmm. attached to one person, you have to have incredible people to pull on, like to to guide the story, right? Like I I can't sure. think of a lot of stories that have where it's about you know like the the narrator follows one specific person and that person is also my favorite character. I I can't think of that. It's always the people I, I, who help that person along the sure, way. Sure. I can't think of many of those stories at all right now off the top of my head, or, or many that I've enjoyed, I guess I could say. Most most of the most memorable fiction for me, you know, jumps around and is from different perspectives. Um, but yeah, I, Do, you know, I, listen, I, I, I think that this could be a much a much better this is hard to say cuz i i still love it but like it could be a much more mature experience and a better experience if it was a book that was written from multiple or if it was a series written from multiple perspectives i agree i 100% agree and it probably would have been a longer series and a more difficult series to write yeah but that doesn't stop me from wanting it you know that's not my problem i don't have to write it right know? right of course um but yeah i, I like I said, I had this thought here where I was like, you know, both of these worlds, Naruto and Harry Potter, uh, have semi-interesting world building. Uh, you know, I, I mostly enjoy the surrounding worlds. 
and some really cool characters. Because I was going to say Kakashi. (laughs) characters Have some interesting characters like your Kakashis, your... uh, Shikamaru. Shikamaru's your... Who's the the Toad Sage dude? What's his name? Oh, Uh, Jiraiya, dude. Jiraiya. Uh, and on the Harry Potter side, you got your Snapes, your Lupins, your McGonagall's, your Moody's. But the core characters, the characters the story is about, like, I fucking mostly dislike. Look, I, I, I can appreciate that. I, I understand where you're coming from. It, it almost, like, fits the bill perfectly, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, look, it, it's all right. But, I mean... I don't want to be the guy that just that just keeps rebuttaling everything with, oh, just wait, it gets better later. No, you know, sure, sure. Um, there we we have unfortunately because our protagonist is young and also stupid. Mm-hmm. Like he does young and stupid things. Well, there's that, yes, but also like we haven't yet seen him get to a stage where he is making his own decisions. Like, like he For sure. he's calling the shots to move the story. He's driving the plot himself, Correct. not being dragged along. Yes, sure. and I do also want to kind of protect that statement a little bit by saying that, like, th- this truly is a story where where the the point is you can't do everything alone. Like that that is that sure. is what is happening in this story. That that is the the uh, underlying story, the crux of it. Exactly. Uh, so it will never be 100% that, but he begins to make more emotionally mature decisions. Um, some a little bit more rash, but still like powerful decisions that are like actually impactful. And so Harry will never be my favorite character, but I I do think that he becomes a better character. So hopefully you feel that as the story goes on, but. Right. I, I listen. I hope so too. I don't, you know, I don't mean to do this because I just want to find something to bag on. I, you know, I am no, enjoying no. this book. Like this has been my favorite book in the series by quite a bit. Um, even like we said, Sans fucking Lupin. Um, uh, you know, without why can't I remember my boy's name? Lockhart. Jesus. Harry, Lockhart and Harry, my boy. Signed photos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of this book. It just, this hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just like, fucking, I just need more Snape and Moody, like, fucking having verbal jousts at each other. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I'm not doing bringing this up to try and, like, bag on it or hate on it. It's just an observation I had. I mean, it's it's a good observation. I'm not I'm not I'm disappointed because I I've never felt that, but sure. it, it's it it holds some weight. I mean, for sure. So whatever. Anyway, so the last chapter of this batch, the second task. Yes, the second task, chapter twenty six, the last of the batch. This one I don't think should be go too long here. Um, <laughs> they're in charms class. This is just funny. And Neville, they're doing like a banishing charm, which is like the opposite of the summoning charm. And they're supposed to be practicing on these cushions, but Neville sucks ass and always does it on the wrong thing. And our poor dude, Professor Flitwick, who's the little guy, right? Yes, per- Fl- Flitwick is the tiny one, yeah. Flitwick is the tiny person. Uh, <laughs> there's just a tiny bit here where Harry is speaking. Just forget the egg for a minute, all right? Harry hissed as Professor Flitwick went whizzing resignedly past them, landing on top of a large cabinet. 
He's just like resigned to the fact that Neville sucks and is just like flying him around the room. The poor guy. I feel for him. Uh, I just thought that was very funny. Have I told you that Flitwick is played by Warwick Davis? Yes, you have. Okay. I think. If not on the podcast. He's he's fucking rad, dude. Yeah, that's great. So Harry's telling him about everything he said. He said, Moody said Dumbledore only lets Snape stay here because he's giving him a second chance or something. And Ron's like, maybe Moody thinks Snape put your name in the Goblet of Fire. And Hermione's like, wow, we thought Snape was trying to kill Harry before, and it turned out he was saving Harry's life, which is true. I don't think I buy Snape putting his name in the Goblet of Fire. My number one suspect, I think, is still probably Karkle, but again, I feel like that's too obvious. I I don't think it's Snape, though. Um, Could be Bagman. That I would believe. Did we talk about that? Did I have that theory? Well, you just, just all... Since you've met him, you just keep thinking he's sketchy yeah, and he keeps like sinister. voting on or trying to help Harry and stuff. So it could be Crouch too, for all I know. I don't know what to make of the whole Crouch in his office thing when he's supposed to be sick. Like, I'm very confused by that. Like, what is Crouch up to? Um, letting Percy do anything out in public. Like, I don't care <laughs> what kind of I don't care what kind of master plan you have to hide and go search people's offices. You shouldn't let Percy out in public or give him any kind of a promotion. Um they argue for a while. Harry says he just wants to know what Snape did if this is his second chance and I'm like, "Yeah, me too." Good 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 thought, Harry. Um <laughs> so they're trying to figure out how Harry's going to breathe underwater for an hour. Uh, this is amazing. Hermione says, of course, the ideal solution would be for you to transfigure yourself into a submarine. If only we'd done human transfiguration already. And I'm like, dude, people could transform themselves into a submarine. That's some Banjo-Kazooie shit right there. Uh, I think it's Banjo-Tooie where Mumbo turns them into a a submarine and you swim around shooting torpedoes and it's amazing. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Dude, you know all those games are on Game Pass and I I might replay them. Because I I haven't played them since Nintendo 6, like since I got them back then. They're very, very fun and that's what I immediately thought of was just the fucking... (laughs) The fucking submarine was still with the yellow shorts and the blue backpack. That was always the best thing about those transformations is that the yellow shorts and the blue backpack <laughs> were always still on everything. <laughs> like the washing machine. Oh, man. Such great games. Um, also, apparently people can just change them to submarines, which is rad. <laughs> Harry has a good line here. He's like, yeah, I don't fancy walking around with a periscope sticking out of my head. If he does it wrong, basically. Um, (laughs) So so he can't figure out how to breathe underwater. And now all his time is gone. He's a real moron. He kept procrastinating on this. And now he's like, oh, shit, I probably should have worked on this more. (laughs) It's like, yeah, god damn it, Harry, you should have. Sirius wants to meet him at Hogsmeade. He gets a letter from Sirius that says he wants to meet him at Hogsmeade. Um, They're in the library night before. They still can't find anything, and I'm like, how is this dipshit going to even, even if they can find a spell, how is this dipshit going to figure out how to do it in time? Somebody comes in, I think it might have been Fred and George, and they're like, Ron and Hermione, you have to go see McGonagall for some reason, Um, which then I found out what that was about. Um, Harry stays in the library all night trying to figure it out, can't do it. 
Our boy Dobby wakes him up, says he's got 10 minutes to the second task. Uh, he's like, they have your wheezy. And Harry's like, what? He's like, you're wheezy. It's the <laughs> thing you'll miss the most. This. And Harry's like, yo, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, the wheezy that gave me the sweater. And he's like grabbing the sweater that Ron gave him. And he realizes he's trying to say Weasley, but he calls him wheezy, <laughs> which wheezy. is way better. Uh, and of course, Ron or Harry will miss his butt buddy Ron uh, the most. And uh, Dobby coming up clutch here. Uh, gives him gillyweed, which apparently will allow him to breathe underwater. Um, Harry gets there just in time for the task. Uh, they're all like, quit being late, dick sh- dipshit. Dick shit? Uh, <laughs> dick shit. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Oh, man, I've had one of those nights. Yep. Yep, nope. Harry eats the gillyweed, and it turns him into a fish man. With gills, and he can see better. He's and a fish cold. man. He's a fish man, just like on One Piece, Zach's favorite. He's Arlong. Yeah. Um, I want to know if he has cool teeth and a cool nose like Arlong. Probably not. Probably not. Um, why is this dipshit still wearing robes in the water, by the way? Can we talk about that? Because he's an idiot, and he woke up late... Listen, but he stops to take off his socks and his shoes, and he's like, no, swimming in robes is a good idea. Okay, yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) I guess, now that I think about it, the Jedi in episode one, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon just swam down to the Gungan City. They definitely do, yeah. Mm, All right. All right. And Obi-Wan would only do cool stuff, so. (laughs) Very true. Fine. You got me, Harry Potter. (laughs) I love that you just fought that battle for me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just really sank my own point there. Sank, get it. Uh, we're oh in the water. God. Harry swims around for a bit. You suck, dude. <laughs> Harry swims around for a bit, fights some Grindy Glues. Uh, what? He fights bef- some what? Grindly Glues. Isn't that what they're called? Grindy Lows. That's what I said. Uh, Grindly Goos? Grindly Goos, uh, before Myrtle is like, yo, dude, go this way, dipshit. Um, Myrtle, always looking for her ghost bang buddy. Harry finds, he's like in this merman city uh, under the lake now. This lake apparently is enormously deep. Um, he finds Ron, Hermione, Cho, and Fleur's sister uh, tied to a statue in like this merman village. Um, he frees Ron, tries to get her mind too, but the Mer people won't let him. They're like, you can only take one dick. You got to let the other champions get their shit. And he's like, but these are my friends too. So he won't leave. Basically. He's like the only one there. He could leave with Ron, but he doesn't want to because he's worried about the others. Um, finally Cedric and Crumb show up. Cedric got himself a head bubble and, uh, Crumb <laughs> half- transfigured himself into a shark he's got like a shark head so i guess he's really actually arlong um <laughs> yes and uh would this not make him like half animagus no. this doesn't seem like a transfiguration this seems like a hey i'm uh animagus type situation because it's an animal no uh it, it is it is transfigured it's human transfiguration is what it is how is this different? Oh, I'm sorry. Are aquatic animals excluded? 
No. Um, so you can transform into your animal form once you have done it. That is mm-hmm. the only form you can do uh, as an animagus. You can do it without okay. a wand. Um, okay, interesting. Like it's like it's like part of you now. Uh, okay. Whereas this, like he he only transfigured his like upper body into like I well, like, the way he, he can't just become a shark is what I'm saying. Well, the way they made it sound is he could have become a full shark, but he just did it badly. He wasn't good at it and only got halfway there. I don't I don't think so. I I guess I could be wrong, but yeah. Aquatic animals excluded. That's all you have. All right, to say. there we go. We'll go with that. <laughs> Sharks aren't real animals. They leave, uh, but no sign of floor. They anyway, yeah. So head bubble boy and uh, half shark boy and lava girl uh, <laughs> get their get their people, and they book. They get uh, Hermione and Cho, and they're out of there. Uh, by the way, very interesting to me that all of these are coming for their girlfriends, except Harry comes for his boyfriend. Yeah, definitely. And, Fleur's sister. Okay, fine. It would have been really funny though if this was Roger Davies or what is it was that his name? Roger Davies. Roger, yeah, yeah. Roger Davies down there. That would have been so funny. But then Fleur wouldn't have cared here at the end. So Harry goes for the young girl to try and help her. Uh, they stop him. Um, they're like, "No, you can only take one." Harry pulls out his wand, and these pussies are like, "Oh shit, a wand!" And they're just out of there. These mer people are total pussies. But then. I think I find out later this is all just an act yes. for them. So, whatever. Uh, that note is now irrelevant. <laughs> Harry barely makes it to the surface as his gills and flippers are going away. Um, Ron wakes up and is like, dude, you're a dipshit. This was all an act. Dumble wasn't actually going to let anyone drown. And Harry's like, oh, I am a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely. He gets back to shore. Fleur... Big fan of Harry now. Gives him the old smoochy smooch. Harry's like, yeah, Cho will be jealous. Hell yeah. Um, she also kisses Ron for some reason, which Ron didn't do shit. I don't know why she did that. <laughs> um, Dumble goes out to talk to, quote, Mer Chieftainess Mercus, which is a real mouthful, but you got to get that alliteration in there. Um, it was the Grindylows. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Fleur can get past the Grindy glues. <laughs> what the hell, Fleur? So they find out what happened at the bottom of the lake, and they're going to award the champions uh, out of 50 points as follows. Fleur gets 25, which seems high. Um, Cedric gets 47. His bubblehead boy was real good. Uh, Crumb gets 40. And Harry gets 45, even though he was way over time. For his moral fiber. Moral fiber. Moral fiber. So corny. Um, So him and Cedric are now tied for the lead. However, that's only in the competition. Harry's still way behind Cedric on getting some Cho love. (laughs) Uh, Getting some Chode? No. We cannot call her Chode. I refuse to allow that. She seems delightful. She is. she's, She's fine. Um, she's fine. Wow, that was somehow meaner than what you called her chode. 
Um, <laughs> the, the final task will be on June 24th. So dipshit Harry's like, oh, great, I can procrastinate again. That's so far away. And that's the end of this chapter and the end of what we're going through today. Um, these chapters were pretty fun. Like I said, I love the stuff at the ball uh, with, you know, just all those little character interactions. Um, Dumbledore was a champ in this episode with all his dumb stories. Moody was a champ. Um, <laughs> nice socks, Potter. Uh, although, again, we can't forget him looking through people's clothes is a real problem. It's just a little weird. It's just a little creepy because he's like just this creepy old dude already. Um, the second task was fine. I think I liked the first task better. Yeah, I... uh. So, I I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the tasks. Uh, to, for me, what I love about this book is everything around it. Yes, definitely. The tasks are just like a means to an end. Yeah, I mean they're, they're quick, there. they're short and sweet. So like that's nice. Right. Um, that's the thing. If if they were drawn out longer, I feel like I would be getting annoyed with them. Um, they have she has drawn out the stuff like around it, like them trying to figure out what to do for the task and some of that has been good some of it has been like okay we get it harry fucking procrastinated and right figure out what to do right but that's that's a small quibble um i'm glad we're mostly past like the hermione by the way there there wasn't really much resolution to that like hermione and ron's like spat they just kind of were civil with each other suddenly again um yeah which is kind of weird but yeah I don't know. Not not a lot of no. You're you're absolutely right. That's that's one of the few things that kind of gets a little bit breezed by. Yeah. There. Um, it, it really just kind of felt like it was hand waved. Like, oh yeah, they're cool now. And it was just like, okay. Um, what man. So, whenever you get around to watching this movie after you finish the book, it is it is actually fucking hilarious when Harry completes this task, and uh, you know he he came in last. Well, I mean, I guess obviously. Fleur did but right you know he, he finished of the of the three that finished he finished last uh nice guys finished last um <laughs> <laughs> and they say the same thing right they award him more points than than crumb based on moral fiber like it, it's said and right. when when dumbledore announces that you can see karkaroff in the background like in the film he's like is like throwing a tantrum. He's so, so mad. pissed. He's so That's fucking, funny. and he's a grown man who's like right. a pretty terrifying looking, like like Eastern European guy. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, and then as they're walking away, like Fred and George are giving Harry shit. They're like, "Oh, moral fiber, eh?" <laughs> it's really <laughs> That's funny. Amazing. <laughs> I love Fred and George. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a pretty good scene. That's pretty good. Uh, I don't think I'm, I made a note of this, but I did want to mention um, Hermione seems to be getting over her little crumb crush that she briefly had at the ball. She was like into him at the ball. I was like, he's actually really interesting. He's fun. He likes me for who I am, Ron. You suck. Yeah. Uh, but now he's like trying to like at the end of this task, he's like trying to talk to her and be like, oh, I saved you. How Look how cool I am. And Hermione's only like, you did good, Harry. She's like totally ignoring him. So. Yeah. I guess that little honeymoon phase is over. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, poor, poor crumb. So, we have some awarding to do. Do we now? Am I? Is this the judge's table? Can I be the bag man? 
Yeah. So, uh, who, in your opinion, would you award the House Cup uh, to this batch of chapters? Is this the only award? The way you made it sound is like there's going to be multiple awards here. No. This, okay. is, this is it. Who are you awarding the House Cup to? Da, 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 da. <laughs> House Cup. That, yeah. How much money did McGonagall put on this one? <laughs> Who I'm going to award it to? Uh, man, that's tough. I'd probably have to go Moody. It's just like that one, the end of that chapter was so rad. Um, I'm trying to think of, a, I mean, Hermione's always, literally always in contention because she's just constantly great. Uh, that fucking, when she tricked Malfoy. <laughs> oh, that was small. That was a little thing. That was so good, though, because she, not only does she trick him and make him all jumpy, she then gives him shit about it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're a jumpy little fair fucker, aren't you? Yeah, no, that is funny. It's pretty good. Um... I mean, I think there could be a lot of people that that could win it in this one. Yes, but only because I feel like there's no one, nobody really stood out and just crushed it. So Cedric told him what to do with the egg. Wait, you think it's Cedric? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm making cases. Uh, Cedric got some Cho Chang loving. Yeah. Yeah, he took Cho to the the ball. Yeah. Maybe it's Dumble just because of all his stupid <laughs> stories. <laughs> Dumble, Dumble's always great, man. Also, he had a really great speech to Hagrid to get him to come back to teaching. Um, man, I. Oh, you know what? I just thought of who it is. This is gonna shock you. This is gonna blow your nips off. Is it Dobby? It's Dobby. Hell yeah! It has to be Dobby. Dobby's coming. I've come around on Dobby. Have you really? <laughs> No, but sort of. Uh, he gave Harry a lovely handmade present. Uh, obviously, it's lovely. Moody's into it. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, graciously accepts their shit gifts and is like, this is the best day of my life. And then comes up clutch with the, the gillyweed. It's, it's got to be Dobby. I, I wasn't going to try and uh, lead you into that. You were but trying. I'm, I'm, you were I'm thinking glad. about no, it. No, really. I, I, was like, I was like, I think it should go to Dobby, but I felt like had I said that, you would have been like, no, fuck no, fuck right. Dobby. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's got to be Dobby. Listen, no one, like I said, really stood out and crushed it. So I won't say this is Dobby winning by default because he, he did come up clutch, but... He didn't have any crazy. It wasn't spectacular, right? Sure. Right. All right. Well, hey, it wasn't the winner like of the house- you know, it wasn't like Crookshanks towards the end of the last book, you know, or oh, geez, I just now realized how huge animals have come up clutch in these books. We had uh, fox, fox, right? Yeah. Fox, like, absolutely being the MVP of that entire book, and then Crookshanks was the MVP of book three. Yeah. Buckbeak was also a big deal. Helped save Sirius. No, don't remember that at all. <laughs> Buckbeak can suck a Look, joke. hey, look, dude. Buckbeak helped save Sirius, and you like Sirius, so... I don't like Sirius nearly as much as you do. I, th- I think Sirius is okay, but I also he's kind of come off as an asshole a lot of times, too. He's no Lupin, that's Oh, for sure. he's definitely no Lupin. 
Lupin's so good. Lupin's so I miss Lupin. Yeah. I miss Lupin. <laughs> oh, and Moody's pretty good. I'm coming around more on Moody more and more. What do you mean coming around? You've always liked him since you met him. I liked him, but I didn't love him. Oh, sure. Okay. Um But man, see, that's the problem with these Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. Like, I've loved the last three now. And it's like, I know Moody's going to be gone because of course he is in the next book. And it's just like... I mean, hey, dude, what what if he's not? You know, okay, yeah, this is like, what if Chopper doesn't join the Straw Hat Pirates? <laughs> <laughs> this is like me saying that to you. I mean, there's no rule that says it's got to change every yeah. year. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's not. Uh, <laughs> maybe Lupin would come back, but I'm sure it literally has to be a different person every year. Maybe Snape will finally get it one of these years. Maybe they'll stop with that bullshit where they're like, <laughs> Snape really wants it, but he just can't get it. Uh, who knows? Or maybe he can't get it because he's got the black spot. Ooh. So what, that's one of the things that I have loved most about this episode is your... The, Listen, I'm still all in on Snape. You... <laughs> you what? I bought... I'm still all in on Snape. I bought way too much Snape stock to back out now, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) I went in hard on that GameStop Snape stock. Dude. Wow, how did I even say that? (laughs) By the time this comes out, people are going to be like, what? (laughs) What the fuck is a GameStop? (laughs) Um... Yeah, so the the past several episodes, you you've done a lot more speculation, and that is my favorite thing. I'm so happy that that's happening right now. Sure, there's I mean, there's more information in this book for you to speculate on, so that's a yes. big reason. Uh, Definitely, but yeah, man, I, I'm loving it. I'm having such oh, a good cool. time. Absolutely. Uh, there have been there have been probably like I think four things specific like that I've counted in this batch. That I had to bite my tongue really hard. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling, isn't it? it I is. get that all the time in One Piece. It fucking <laughs> is, man. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to go over before we wrap this thing no, up? That's it. We better wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, this uh, this ran a little long. So thank you guys for sticking with us all this time. Uh, you guys know what to do. Share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Hide your kids. Hide your wife fucking let them know let them know that uh that we're doing this amazing funny podcast and tell them to listen to it because that would be fucking tight super swell gang (laughs) uh catch us next week with the uh with the next episode of harry potter and the goblet of fire and also check out we don't want a one piece where i am diving into the one piece anime manga series and actually kind of enjoying it so Go have some fun with us over there. We'll catch you guys next time.